Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Welcome into Sabres Live. We are at Niagara Falls Country Club. It's the Sabres alumni event on this day after a weekend, Marty Baron, that that saw an awful lot of alumni come back to pay their respects, to remember RJ, the man behind the mic, which was uh, late Sunday afternoon for us and uh, and for Sabre fans across the world, quite frankly, to uh, be able to view it on live stream along with those in attendance and... uh, the story's still very much uh, rever- reverberating from the event at Key Bank Center. Yeah, it was uh, what a what an, an event, um, emotional event. And and first of all, Duffer, you did a fantastic no. job because I know how like I don't want to say scary as a word because RJ used it in scary good and it was positive. But sometimes you get to the podium and it's a it's a big moment and it's it's emotional and you. Uh, Right from your first, uh, um, who's your artist you quoted? Ru- Rustin Kelly. Rustin Kelly, which was fantastic because I know you well, and I know that that was uh, something that obviously is near and dear to your heart, music yeah. and all of that, but that was, that was perfect. Um, so you set the tone because the rest of the evening was absolutely wonderful. The stories made people laugh, mm-hmm. uh, which is exactly what we wanted to, remembering RJ, but in how great of a career, how great of a life he had, the personal side, the, 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 the professional side. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, definitely one that uh, everybody that was on hand, everybody that got to sit, even if you just got a, clips, uh, a glimpse of it on mm-hmm. social media, um, it was uh, from start to finish wonderful. Well, like RJ's calls and career, it lives on forever now on YouTube yes. and uh, archived on Facebook. And honestly, it, it the hard part was actually getting to the podium for me. Um, you know, ironically, that I don't particularly love public speaking. <laughs> and uh, let's just say almost the entirety of my body was not feeling particularly good about how, you know, I was going to execute this with the weight of it being RJ. That's yep. the thing. Like, we live in this dream world where, like, I never call what we do work. It's merely something that consumes a lot of my life, Mm -hmm. but it's not work. And so to have the emotional attachment that we all do to RJ, I don't know. It was just, uh, (laughs) it was hard to put into words why I was feeling that way. Um, But I was grateful that uh, very quickly, you know, 
I thought when Kevin Adams yeah. took the stage and then had Terry join him with that message, um, I thought that was really a perfect way to, to get things going. There was a lot of, it was just very, very, very real. Um, and that's exactly what people needed it, in when, that time. When I saw Kevin walk on stage and he was carrying a, a, like headphones mm -hmm. and his phone, and, and I thought, and he talked about it, how he used to go to bed and then his mom would check on him and right. say, why are you not sleeping? He goes, how can you fall asleep to regenerate? Like, yeah. I'm watching the game here. Yeah. I yeah. can't fall asleep. Yeah. But a lot of the stories that we've heard now are from people with a radio in their bedroom or whatnot. And Kevin is from the same generation I am, which we had the Walkman, right? Mm -hmm. Remember the yellow Sony Walkman? Waterproof. And waterproof <laughs> and the latch on the side for the tape. And so when Kevin walked on, I thought that maybe he was going to share a story about how he used to listen to the games on his Walkman because it looked like he was walking up with a Walkman. It wasn't like that, but it was close to it. But what Kevin shared was a personal side, and I think that's why, like, him as the general manager and what the Sabres have done of late and Don Granado talking about how RJ was a mentor to the players, mm -hmm. that we needed the players on the team to know the history of the Sabres, to know and through RJ because he had been there from year two, mm -hmm. uh, but as as seen everybody come through the locker room, um, it was important to have RJ around as a mentor, and the players got that. The, the Alex Tuck and the uh, Caloposo and the Tage Thompson and Rasmus Dallin, they all got that. But it, Kevin put it on the personal side of it too because he grew up here and he has listened and earned RJ. He, he said, you know, he was born in 74, I think he said, or 72, 74, Kevin was. Yeah. And he said, you know, the 80s, what is the 80s? Well, right, yeah. And I mean, think of the players that came through the 80s and mm -hmm. early 90s. Like, yeah. that is vintage RJ right there. Yeah, it really was. I, <laughs> I'll tell you, I was grateful for everybody being there, but it was really nice to sit next to Rip oh. as we had that panel. First yes. of all, Rip had like this little mock turtleneck. Yeah. So, you know, it was hard not to think of RJ in that moment. And, and even when we celebrated RJ with his banner raising night, like one of my favorite uh, sites amidst alumni on the ice was rip because he had that beautiful white satin jacket starter vintage, jacket that type vintage of, yeah. oh it was so good so his storytelling was was amazing um i you know i put everybody on the spot with a, a one word question you know one and i thought everybody delivered uh differently and perfectly and poignantly the RJ. word beer came up a lot. The word thing, beer but it was, was not, not a one, a one word. word. It was not a one word. But oh, I, there were that, many beers. Oh, there was a lot of beers stories, and and even some people said, "Man, we should have brought a case of beer on on stage at some point." But um, the story that Rip Simonic told about RJ, and it was a great question by you, like. RJ, did he ever ride in the equipment truck? And, and that, like, led Rip to that story about how they had a three-hour ride and, and RJ grabbed, you know, 18 beers and then had to get 12 more. And, and he had the biggest bladder that anybody's ever known because it was, it was well delivered by Rip. Yeah. We've had Rip on the broadcast a few times, and mm -hmm. um, he knows the players and the coaches and people like RJ or us that matter inside and out like mm -hmm. he's been around that long so he was so comfortable on there lindy uh was great what also a, what a reception for him yeah 
Yeah, great reception for Lindy Ruff. Um, and I, at one point, Lindy was telling stories, and I look over, I'm sitting next to Mike Weber, right? I look over to Webby, and I said, he must have been just a pain in the neck to play with, like as your teammate, because yeah. our sarcastic and how yeah. deviant he is. Yeah. Like, he, he, like, but, you know, RJ had that same mind mm-hmm. to a certain extent, so it was great to hear all those stories. And it's funny how we're always reluctant to heap praise on this guy, because yeah. now we're going to have to hear about it all year. But Razor oh. executing, you know, the words from the family yes. in the form of that statement um, – I thought he was terrific. I thought Razor was fantastic. He not only delivered the statement from the family with emotions, and he was so precise, mm-hmm. uh, but the words came alive. Yeah. Because uh, you know he he knows the family so well, mm-hmm. and he was able to just be an extension of them. And when he said, and and this was the first moment where it brought really a lot of tears in my eyes and. When he said, you know, uh, that the family was invited to be there for the celebration of and remembering RJ, mm-hmm. but they just couldn't do it. Right. It's too soon and mm-hmm. it's too painful. Um, and when I heard Razor deliver those words, it really got to me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I won't lie to you. But at the same time, you know, I looked around the building. I looked at the fans that were there and I'm like... He's not far. Like mm-hmm. RJ is around and will be around, you know, just in in the air, in the aura, in the building for many, many, many years. It's a good way to put it because that's what you are. You're you're in the air. That's the sound waves. I mean, that's that's how your career begins. Like all of a sudden, your voice is just it's out there, and it will always be out there. And the best part of the family statement was. The last words, we'll see you at the home opener. Yes. And yeah. that really got me. And It I, was a surprise. I, I, I won't lie to you. It was a surprising uh, last words yeah. to say that. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, it gave me so much hope for the family to be able to continue yeah. to move forward. And um, that was great. I, I mentioned I did a – Jim Cerny is a former Rangers. Yeah, yeah um, I know you know, a reporter, and he works for NHL.com. So I did a little interview with him about RJ yesterday. And all I kept saying is soundtrack mm-hmm. because, you know, without a good soundtrack or a good score, a movie is just, you know, people on screen and words, right? Mm-hmm. But the score and the soundtrack give you that emotion. It, it brings you out of your chair and into the screen. Yeah. RJ was that score and that soundtrack to the games. Like if you put the games on mute, yeah. like, okay. But you put that soundtrack and that score onto it, and that's what RJ was. It's virtually every text message that I have received from anyone that I talked to recently or haven't talked to in a long time. And that was the basically paraphrasing everybody's text. He was the soundtrack to my mm-hmm. youth, the soundtrack to this period of my life, whatever. Yep. And, yeah, it was, uh, it was a really, really, really special day and a challenging one. But, you know, as we've um, navigated through all this here, um, I, I think it just brings the alumni even closer. So I'm really looking forward to yeah. today and today's event. Uh, I feel like there's an incredible list, as there always is, but I just feel like, you know, we've lost Rene Robert uh, recently, um, just a couple of weeks ago, Gilbert Perrault's wife passed away. Mm-hmm. It was while grieving 
you know, the Perot family loss when most of the alumni found out about RJ. This has been a very, very, very challenging time involving some of the most high-profile names this organization has ever known. And I think what typically and or should happen at times like this is it pulls more people together. And I think that's what we're going to feel here today. So before, obviously, hearing and learning about RJ's passing, there was going to be about 60 alumni that were going to be here at the alumni golf event. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really, to be honest with you, there was maybe a handful of more, more former players that came yep. in because yep. of the celebration of RJ and remembering RJ yesterday. But the fact that there was already 60 alumni that were coming back into town to take, it- play, to take part of the golf tournament, like, it doesn't happen everywhere. This is on the heels of what we believed was a record-setting number of alumni in attendance for the wine and beer festival. Yes, it was. This year too. So this is what this is all what I know. And I, sometimes people just say, "Enough with the culture. Enough with the this. Enough with the this." It this makes is, a difference. This is exactly what they're trying to do, but they're not asking. They're creating it so organically it feels like you want to be connected to this. And that's what happens with alumni because yes. they are everywhere. But then it hits them, right? And reality well, We have hits, a lot of so. local alumni, but yeah. it's the fact that it's the people that come from out of town now. Because yeah. the local group of alumni, we see them at the games all the time, and it's great. Like, we... You know, know them well. We know their families well. But what I love is seeing everybody come in from out of town for these events because they want to come back and celebrate the Sabres. They want to come back and see their friends and, you know, and talk to them. So um, that, to me, is a big reason why the Sabres alumni is so strong. I've talked about, you know, the Flyers alumni. I'll get their newsletter, and I've been to their golf tournament. And, yeah, maybe you get... 50, 60 alumni mm-hmm. going there. Um, but the Flyers have, have had a, a, a lo- bit of a longer history, too. And there's, there's a lot of players to pick from. Yeah, yeah for, couple years. a couple of years. <laughs> um, but they always celebrate, like, their Stanley Cups, yeah. right? And things like that. Yeah, so well, that was a, a long time ago, too, yeah, Marty. 75, so. 76, was it? Yeah, 74, 74, 74 75. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's before my time. Yeah. Barely. <laughs> Barely. What's, what was your birthday again? 77. No, oh, yeah. You turned 46 recently. 46, yeah. yes. Okay. The one name that we didn't um, mention here before we uh, pause to bring in even more alumni into the discussion. How great was it to sit next to Jim Lorenz? Oh. Like, there, I, 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 it's amazing to me because the social media world was really not a thing during Jim's career in the booth. But I've noticed more and more and more over the years, just how much people have missed him. And I think there was just an incredible, Oh, appreciation. Um, I think just genuinely people were happy to see him because they just, they missed him so much and they don't see him. He's not, you know, out there publicly an awful lot, and I think it was a really nice chance for people to reconnect. I, I asked Jim Lorenz, how many years did you do this with RJ? Because it seemed to me like they were together forever. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I did that for 27 years, and, and some of it was with Ted Darling and then with RJ. I'm like, 27 years, Jimmy Lorenz. So there's a generation of Sabres fans that 
would listen and hang on to the analysis of Jim Lawrence to learn the game and to see what was really happening mm. in, in those games and how can they fix it? How can they get better? What's going on? Um, when I played here, I remember, you know, Lindy talks about doing video and turning the sound up with RJ to, mm-hmm. to hear what RJ had to say. Yeah, RJ was great. I used to listen to Jim Lawrence's analysis. Yeah. Like, if I made a save, as I said yesterday, <laughs> RJ would make a, a routine glove save look like I was, like, Ken Dryden in that, or Dominic Hasek. And then Jimmy Lawrence would break it down. Yeah. We'd say, well, you can see Marty's on his angle here. There's not a lot to shoot at, so routine save. And I'm like, thank you for being honest. Uh, but he was he was definitely that that hockey coach that everybody yeah. had. Yeah. And funny enough, years later, my son Jacob was playing for East Aurora in like this select team, right? Like house select or whatnot. And we went to Fredonia for our hockey tournament. And in the hallway, there's Jimmy Lawrence and he was coaching the Hamburg Hawks, mm-hmm. like select, you know, house select or whatnot. And I'm like, that's because he has a passion for the game. And it came through when he was working and it came through last night. His yes, passion for the Sabres, his passion for the game and his passion for being with RJ in the booth. Yeah, it was amazing. So, um, can't thank everyone enough uh, who was a part of it yesterday. And, obviously, we can't wait to have you in the building this year at KeyBank Center as we are getting ever closer to not only the Prospects Challenge at Lecom Harbor Center, but then the regular season beginning and the home opener on October 12th against the New York Rangers. So we remind you that we have three different 11-game plans. You can choose the one that suits you best. Weekend plan, weekday plan, all-star plan, which includes best opponents and matchups. So enjoy significant savings from box office pricing and priority for playoff tickets. Head to sabers.com now. We promised alumni being here on site today and have delivered with James Patrick. How are you? Two days in a row. I'm feeling like this is a good summer now. So. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a great summer for me. Whenever I can get back to Buffalo, uh, and and I mean it. When you know, I got back, uh, it, it, it was a sad situation to come back for uh, RJ's uh, memorial, but um, but to, to see him honored in the right way was fantastic. For me to come back to the the community around the city and and the suburbs, remind me that this is still one of the best places in the world to live. Um, I was fortunate to live here for 14 years. My kids went to school here. Um, the best suburbs, the best schools, the best community spirit, the best people. That's that's what I think of Buffalo, and it's uh, I love coming back. I'm I'm real happy to be here. You told a great story yesterday about being on the bus or on the plane with RJ, and that after a loss, maybe the the bus is quiet. You can hear a pin drop, and then all of a sudden, RJ would grab a beer, and you hear. Like opening up. Remember when the guys would do that, but they would make fake noise oh, so that you wouldn't hear the psh, <laughs> like you'd be yeah. like See, so that Lindy wouldn't hear that. The guys were at the back of the bus, so like they had, uh, you know, Razor took care of uh, having two cases of beer at the back of the bus, yeah. um, and and the beers would get passed up to the players. Um, but I I do remember it was those. When you've been around the league long long enough, you had a bad loss. You didn't say a pe- like I I can remember a, a rookie laughing, and you just went, "Oh my god!" Like what is, 
What is he doing? Like, I got he, yelled he, by he, Stu Barnes one time because I was on my computer yes. and I was playing like Minesweeper or Tetris or something. <laughs> we were yeah. doing the bus ride from Washington to Baltimore International Airport, 45-minute okay, yes, bus yes. ride, and it's quiet. We lost. And he came over goes, shut that thing off. And yeah, I was yeah. like, because there was a glow over my seat in a dark bus. But I was a stupid rookie. I admit I did that. But you're right. That's, like that is somebody right, so. would laugh and you'd, you'd get yelled at. Yeah. And RJ, RJ could open up his beer, though. He yeah, was fine. RJ had that uh, privilege. Yes. But, uh, I, the grin on his face whenever I would look. Like we've seen, <laughs> we've seen that look. And that's what I, I will never forget. Uh, and and I did mean like Lindy. Um, no one likes to to lose, and um, it's worse yet when you do have those bad games where you're you humiliated a bit. Um, and it was scary to be on the coaching staff because um, uh, you know it, Lindy it carried. You know his he has some <laughs> presence, and uh, <laughs> so those specific times with I do rem- the look on RJ's face. Hearing the beer can open and, and uh, something I'll never forget. That's awesome. Well, you, you may have cringed there when, you know, talking about a young player um, laughing in an inappropriate situation, but everybody is now thinking of the leadership you have bestowed on these young players yep. that are in the Sabres organization, Peyton Krebs, Matt Savoy, Zach Benson. Um, why don't we start with Peyton since he's the oldest in the group, but, uh, you know, your perspective on what you've seen and what is yet to come with these with these young guys. Yeah, they. Um, I mean, it's it, for me. I honestly, it's been the funnest part of my um, coaching career has been able to coach these players at this level at this at this age um, to have somewhat somewhat of an impact on them on on trying to help them get better. Um, trying to, you know, we just you know came from. Uh, an alumni meeting, we were able to hear, uh, you know, Don Granado talk about values and, and respect and, and that, you know, that is just some of the things you try and teach young players, how to, you know, respect their teammates, respect people outside the rink, um, compete, um, come every day, every day you come to the rink trying to get better. I mean, you know, we have our, uh, our, our core values, but those, Though that part right there, the the work ethic and the respect are mean every the every everything to me as a coach. Um, to hear you know Donnie talk about the values that he grew up with, and when I think of these you know three players, um, they all have it. Um, Peyton was really important in my coaching career as a junior player because as a 16 year old kid, he was extremely driven, um, would do anything to get better. Um, was one of those kids who was a you know, great player at 10, 11, 12, 13. Uh, he probably held on to the puck way too much because he wanted to do it all himself. And that was probably my challenge as a coach with him to, to use his teammates more, to, um, you know, to give and go. And, and, and I mean, yes, he was, he became our leader. He became our, our alpha male. He drove the bus on our team you know, by the time he was 17, 18 years old, but he pushed everyone else to get better and, and it helped develop our culture. And then, you know, uh, you know, when Peyton was uh, 18, Matt Savoy came in as, as a, as a young player. And, you know, I think uh, Matt, Matt, and, and then, you know, Zach, Zach actually roomed as a 15 year old with Peyton. Um, we put them together. Uh, we played out of a bubble. That was the year of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, all three of them have some similar characteristics. They're all different players. Um, 
you know, I think in the NHL, I think Peyton is getting his his feet under him. He's he's established himself as an NHL player. He still has dreams and and wants to be a top six forward. And I don't know if that'll happen because the NHL puts you in your place. Mm. Um, and we all, I mean. I, I tell the story to my young players that Guy Carboneau was the, the best player in the Quebec Junior League. He won the scoring race by a mile. And yet when he got to the NHL, he had to find a way to... He played in the minors, then he got to the NHL. Yep. He became the best defensive forward because that's where the NHL put, put him in his place. And, mm-hmm. and that's how he had to succeed. So I, I know Peyton is driven and he's competitive and he'll do anything to, to help the team win. Uh, you know, I think he's got to become a, uh, a good penalty killer. A good, I think he's got great energy. He, you know, he, count, he brings energy every day. And he might, he's not going to be a top six forward. He might not. But there's still a, a, a leadership role, a, a work ethic role that he can influence the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other two guys, um, you know, their, their story is still to be told a little bit. Um, I will say this. Zach Benson was the best player I've ever coached. Um, at, at, at a young, at, you know, in the junior level. Mm-hmm. He is, um, uh, you know, I, I thought he would get drafted higher, and I think it was a, a dilemma for the Sabres. They've already got, you know, two former Winnipeg Ice players, and uh, they've got a lot of skill. You know, Zach Benson could have been drafted seventh or eighth or ninth, and, and he kept falling in the draft, and he, he does so many good things, um, driven, but he makes plays. At the end of the day, when at whatever level you play at, it's who drives the team and who makes plays. Yeah, you, you, we scoring chances are really it, the analytics of the game and the and the, how they break it down. It still comes down to scoring chances. Who who creates the most or who you know who? If someone has given up a lot of scoring chances on your team, his ice time is going to go yeah. down eventually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Zach Benson. He led my team by a mile in scoring chances. And when we would change the line, whoever played with him got rewarded. And we had a really good team this year. We had, we had you know, I would say probably six to seven guys who were top-end junior players. Yet 95% of my games, Zach would lead the team in scoring chances for. He would, he would be in, he'd get three or four, and he'd set up five. He, he would get eight, nine, ten. 12 scoring chances. We'd have 25 chances as a team, and he would be in on 12 of them. And at, he makes plays. Yeah. And he's got, he's got tremendous work ethic, but he's got great vision. Let, let me ask you this. Uh, we're going to have to go to a break soon, but um, Matt Savoy, can he play in the NHL this year? I know because for him, it's NHL or juniors, yeah. and he may be you know, too experienced and has done the junior thing, but could he be in the NHL this year? But he's also got a carrot. Out in front of him right yes, now, and because that is an opening yes. with Jack Quinn's injury. I agree. I agree. Um, he, it, it for me, it's almost fifty-fifty. He does have to take the next step. Um, okay. uh, in junior, like he was a, a great player. He was one of the best players in the league. If he would have played the whole, you know, all the games, he would could have won the scoring. Um, he could. He should have won the playoff scoring. The, I mean, God, he get breakaways every game, and and in in the finals, he he played really well just didn't score enough or couldn't score their goalie played really well i just think he's got he's gonna have to find a way to get inside more he's he he's he's developed into a two-way player he does have some grittiness to his game he's gonna bring that have to bring that to another level okay enjoy the event today thank you so great to see you again and thank you for sharing those memories last night i hope it felt uh 
just yeah. incredible to be around so many alum. It, it was special to be part of it. Yeah, it's great to see yeah, you. Great to see you. Love hearing the passion right. for this uh, city and this organization. We'll have more. He's still in better shape than half uh, the players on the team. I'm not going to tell you how old he is because you're not going to believe me yeah. if I told you how old he is. Yeah, let's keep that a secret. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're back after this on Sabres Live. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.